Come on, it's good, isn't it? Woo! Man, you can sit down. Look, I didn't even tell you, and you already did. You just assumed. See, you guys are creatures of habit, too, right? You stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. That's good. Amen. Amen. Today, we start a new series here entitled Relentless. I don't know if you are friends with us on social media. I don't know if you get emails from us. If, if you're not following us on social media or if you don't get emails from us, we wanna encourage you to sign up for those or, or like us or whatever because, listen, we send some pretty special things out from time to time, like Old Navy coupons. We send out <laughs> things like that. And so you're missing out if you're not getting any, any email or things like that from us today. So we wanna make sure, stop by Connections and give us your your address, and we'll be glad to send those things. But I, I did something that I normally wait and reserve until something we call Vision Day. Every September, we have a day set aside in which we as a staff kind of share vision with where we're headed for the new year here at 1910. And we operate from October to September within a, this word for the year. We always share a word for the year, and I share it at Vision Day. Well, I, I kind of Gotta jump. I'm so fired up about it. If I, I put my Chuck Taylors on for this sermon today, okay? Now, they are the official team colors. Just want you to know that. Red, white, and black. Um, but but, but I, I, I just couldn't hold this word in any longer, and it's, it's plastered on the wall behind me. And so I sent out this video, and just kind of, I couldn't wait, you know? It's like a fat kid in a candy store. I just was so excited, you know? I, I couldn't wait to get it out there for you guys. And so this word for the year that's gonna drive us and, and, and move us forward in the next 12 months is this word relentless. You know, when, when, when something is relentless, it's nonstop. It's, it's continuous. It is, it is unwavering. It doesn't give up. You know, it, it stays with it. It fights, it's just, it's incessant. Are you with me there? And we have a God in heaven who is relentless. You, you know that, 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 that God has always been pursuing us, right? And, and, and even if you read throughout the Old Testament, it can be demoralizing sometimes because what you have is this picture of a God who, who provides and makes a way and delivers his people time and time again, and then they turn their back on him. I know that that would never happen in the culture in which we live in today, but, but in the Old Testament, that was kind of the pattern you see repeated. But what you find is you, you, you find a God, yes, whose heart hurt. You, you find a God that, 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 that became a, a little frustrated, but he never stopped pursuing creation because he loved it, and he had a great plan for it. You fast forward into the New Testament and you find that God himself came to earth in the form of a human being, a man by the name of Jesus. And he came and for 33 years walked on this earth and talked and interacted with people and ultimately went to a cross and gave us the greatest demonstration of love that someone would lay down his life for us, right? You see, you see, the Bible is about this relentless God. It's about a relentless love that never gives up. And so I got to thinking several months ago, what would happen if the people of God developed this quality of God and we became relentless in our pursuit of him, but then in our pursuit of kingdom advancement? Well, what would happen if, if, if the church of Jesus Christ were, were lit up and that we would be unwavering in our faith, 
that we would be nonstop and and sharing the miracles and the stories of what God is up to. What if we were, were, we were continuously looking for people to, to touch and minister to, and we just didn't care what the enemy threw at us? We just stayed the course, and we fought hard, relentlessly. And so that's going to be our word for the year. Relentless. Now, I want you to still come back on the 16th of September and, and hear as we share vision and direction. But what I want us to do over the next three weeks is, is, is I want to unpack for you three, three big areas that I believe are, uh, as well as some others throughout the year. But these three are, are things that, that I believe are, are we're going to be relentless with these at 1910. Now, 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 listen, if you're, uh, last week I preached about helping you find a spiritual family to connect with, right? We want everybody to be connected to a, a church body, a spiritual family somewhere. And, and I loved the emails and the re people responding and saying, hey, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? And I've loved that. I love that. And I want to continue to do so. But I just want to let you guys in on something here. That if you stick with us here at 1910 Church, we're going to be relentless this year. And we're going to go hard. We're, we're going to go hard, and, and we're going to be unwavering in our faith, and we're going to pursue Jesus Christ and all that he has for us, the fullness of him, right? And then we're, we're, we're going to be, this is crazy, church. We're going to take it outside of this box and live it in our community. What? Shut the front door. Get your hands up if you're with me. What does Bieber say in his new song, you know? Throw your hands up. What's the no-brainer phrase that he says? Come on, young people. Okay, good. Yeah, y'all listen to K-Love all the time. I'm the one listening to Bieber and Khalid and all that. Okay, that's great. <sighs> Somebody Google that and help me out. It's something like, get your hands up if you're with me or something like that. Anyway, that's, we need a t-shirt just walking around like that. If I see you, Matt, if I see you at, at Starbucks, I want you to get your hands up with me. Like, hey, by the way, hey, Matt, Matt showed me something during worship. He interrupted my praise and worship today. Matt is tatted up. I mean, he is a walking piece of art. But he showed me something. He said, bro, listen. He said, I just want you to know something. I have the word of the year already tattooed on my arm. But he told me he did it two months ago. He's got, he's got one word. The word above it is restored, which I love that. God's done a great work in your life, hasn't he, Matt? But right under that is the word relentless. So everybody go get a tattoo this week. <laughs> Be like Matt. Just kidding. Somebody posted a, on their story of getting a tattoo, and I just, I mean, I hurt as I watched it. It was painstaking, and it's horrible. Anyway, I would have to get the Mike Tyson. I just have, I have hair everywhere. Mine would have to be right here, you know, that, that thing, the Tyson. Talk about a conversational piece when you walk into Chili's, you know. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I know I got a spider on my face, but that's okay. It's anyway, okay. Relentless. I need some meds up here on the stage real quick. Today, I want to share with you one area in which we're going to be relentless here at 1910, and it's this area of spiritual growth. Spiritual growth. In the book of Colossians, Paul is writing to a group of people that he probably never face-to-face -face visited with. 
In fact, when he probably wrote this letter, Paul is probably in a prison cell somewhere. Paul must have loved prison food. He was constantly in, in the slammer, okay? Um, but, 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 but Paul is writing this letter because he's heard about this radical group of people in the city of Colossae. He's heard of their faith. And he writes a letter to them, kind of applauding them, saying, good job, guys, stay with it. Because as was happening in, in Colossae, there, there was some kind of a new age type of thinking. People were beginning to think that there were so many paths and directions and ways to a higher power, you know, kind of like Baskin Robbins, you know, 31 flavors or whatever that is. And Paul was trying to remind the church of Colossae, hey, I've heard of your faith and I want you to keep the course. And look what he writes to them beginning in verse nine. He says, we've not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. Your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow. What will they do? Grow as you learn to know God better and better. Spiritual growth. We want to be relentless with that here at 1910 Church. But why is it that we see more spiritual growth in the lives of some of the followers of Jesus and less in others? Every believer, I believe, is either progressing or regressing spiritually. You're either growing or you're drawing back. I believe you're either gaining ground or you're losing and giving up ground. I love how I read someone once said it this way, that the Christian life is kind of like a, it's like a greased pole. You're either climbing or you're slipping. You're one or the other, right? You're either moving forward or you're digressing. The, 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 the same Paul that addressed the church in Colossae give, gave us some, some other words in the book of Philippians chapter three. Now, if you know anything about Paul, Paul, Paul was, a, was a sharp dude. If there were high school awards and honors, he would have been the valedictorian probably of his, of his, his Greek education. He would have been the dude or Hebrew. Or he would have been, he's the man. In fact, he says, you know, I... Not in a pompous, arrogant statement, but sometimes just to remind his audience, he says, guys, listen, you know that, that, that I, was, I was something. I've been educated with the best. I've hung out with the best. I know the stuff. Some of you even came to me from time to time with advice. I mean, Paul knew some stuff. Don't you like to hang around people? In fact, maybe, hey, do you ever hang around somebody that thinks they know a lot of stuff, but they really don't, you know? Um, Paul's not like that. I mean, he was sharp. He, he was the man, but, but I love Paul's humility in Philippians chapter three, verse 12. When, 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 if there was anyone that, that could have kind of tooted his own horn and promoted himself, it would have been this guy, Paul. But look what he says in verse 12. He says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved all these things or already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. The apostle Paul here, his challenge in this verse for you and me is to press on. It is to keep growing. You see, I believe that one of the greatest assets in life that you and I have is this. 
We have the capacity to grow and to change. That this idea of growing and changing is not a selective asset. All of us possess this ability to, to further ourselves. We have the capacity to press on and become better. Spiritual growth, being relentless in our pursuit of God and all that he has for us and all that he wants to do through us. How can we grow and become better? I believe that one of the first steps in pressing on is to realize something. You've got to realize what Paul realized, that you've not arrived yet. You see, it's really for us to have an experience. It's really easy for us to have a little success, maybe even an incredible encounter with God and think, ah, I have reached my goal. I have attained it all. I pray that the Lord, to the Lord, that we would never develop that attitude. You see, even here, the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3 is acknowledging and recognizing that he's not yet arrived. He, 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 he said, I've not achieved these things. I've yet reached perfection. You see, Paul understood something that I pray that a lot of us would awaken to this morning. He understood that he had a lot of room for growth. And if he had a lot of room of growth for growth, so do we. Let me ask you a question this morning. When you think about your spiritual life, your faith, have you grown stagnant? Have you kind of maybe just grown a little stagnant in your spiritual life? And if so, I think you need to ask yourself a question. You need to ask yourself, why? What happened? How have I gotten to where I'm at today? Why does it seem that my spiritual life maybe is a little stymied right now? Why, why, why am I not growing? Well, why, 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 what are those barriers maybe that are keeping me from, from really going from here to that, to that next level? What, what, what has stopped my spiritual progress? You see, I believe that if we're willing to, to admit that we need to grow, if we'll somehow go through this process of, of identifying maybe what what some of those barriers might be that, that are keeping kind of the lid on our lives spiritually. And, and I really believe by the grace of God, if we will deal with those barriers and, and, and with his power at work within us, remove, he'll help us remove those, then I believe that we can begin to press on and we will begin to see growth take place in our lives. We're gonna be relentless with that here at 1910. We're gonna challenge you to break through where you're at right now to pursue more that God has for your life. Now, I love this story in Luke chapter five. It's, um, it's a story of, of, of Jesus beginning to call some of those disciples to follow him. And in Luke chapter five, it says that, that Peter and some of the other apostles, the disciples were out fishing. They'd been fishing all night. They were fishermen, but, but yet they, they had not had any success fishing. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Right? Anybody ever, and you struck out, right? And don't you love it, men, when you come home and your wife says, hey, what'd you bring home? You're like, honey, this is it. This is all you got right here. <laughs> you smell gnarly, and you're just like, I, I, the, 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 the disciples had, had had no luck. They'd been fishing 
all night. And the story in Luke 5 is Jesus is, is ministering, he's teaching the crowds, and he finds on the, on, the, on the shoreline there these boats, and he gets in a boat, and Peter's there, and he says, hey, let's push out. Let's push out. And uh, can, can't you just see Peter, this, this fisherman, going, bro, what are you doing? I mean, you're, you, you got your gap clothes on, and I'm a fisherman, and you're trying to tell me what to, what to do here. And, and Jesus gives him these words in Luke 5, 4, says, hey, I want us to go out to where it's deeper. In fact, Jesus says, hey, listen, if you'll, just, if you'll go out to where it's deeper and if you'll throw your nets over, you're gonna catch some fish. And I, this, I can't just help but think that, that this cantankerous Peter, you know, Peter had an attitude, didn't he? He was a hothead. Anybody named Peter in this house? Yeah, I, but you need Peters. You need some people that would just have this holy discontent and fire and anger sometimes, right? But, but lopping people's ears off and all, it's, it's awesome. But, but, but it's, hey, Peter, I want you to go out a little bit. Get out of the shallows here, Peter. Peter, I want you, let's go deeper and I want you to throw your nets there and you're gonna catch some fish. I just can't help but think that that set Peter off a little bit. I've been out here all night, bro. And you in your gap tunic and robe and walking around telling me what to do. I'm a fisherman. This is what I do. Just go out to where it's deeper, Jesus told him. It doesn't say in scripture how deep Jesus told him to go, right? I mean, how deep really is deep enough, right? I mean, some of you fishermen, you cheat. You had depth finders on your boat. You find the fish, right? Like some of you hunters, you cheat. You put a deer blind up with the corn feeder five feet from it. And you call that hunting. I call that just target practice is what that's called. But I mean, hunting scaling 14ers in Colorado, eating, eating tree bark and crawling. You know, like homeboy in that movie. Bayo, not Bayo. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's just, what's the, what's the one? Who was, Leonardo DiCaprio. What was that movie where he, oh man, that'll jack you up. Do not watch that late at night. In Luke 5, Jesus doesn't tell Peter how deep. How deep he does not say to him here. And it got me to thinking about this area of growth and where we're at spiritually. You know, the depth in which we choose to launch ourselves, it depends solely on us. There is no one else that can push you into the depths spiritually. You're gonna to have to willingly choose to go deep. But you need to know what Peter found out that day. The fish are found in the deep. They're not found in the shallow water. You see, Peter's reward was that when he went deep with the Lord, he had a surplus. He had more than he could haul in. And I'm telling you, when you go deep with Jesus, that's also where you're gonna find your reward. But some of us are just content staying in the kitty area. We like it where the little fountains squirt water up here. There aren't many that are wanting to go deep and go to the bottom to check the drain out in the pool, right? We're content to stay there in the shallows. And I'm telling you, your greatest reward's gonna come spiritually when you choose to go deep with Jesus. I'm not talking merely ankle deep or knee deep, not even waist deep. I'm talking self deep. All of you, get all on you, everything about you. You see, it's time for us to let go of the shoreline and to launch out into the deep. Now listen, 
if you clap, say, yeah, yeah. If you choose to go deep, you need to know that you're gonna be, you need to be willing to give the Lord the time that he desires to transform us. You see, we're, 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 we're so good about, we, we just kind of think that, hey, if I give the Lord one 70-minute segment once a week on Sunday, that that's all that he desires for us. Can I just tell you something? Man, that's shallow. That's not deep. Do you know that God desires to encounter your life each and every day? That he wants you to be putting in the time with him on the mat each and every moment? The problem is so many of us live in such a fast-paced, overscheduled culture, don't we? And what we do is we try to find just a little bit of time here and there just to kind of wedge in just a little, a little holy moment. And somehow we bought into the lie thinking that that's what satisfies a loving God. But I'm just telling you, God wants so much more from you and for you. Hey, listen, the Lord never said, hurry up and know that I am God. No, in fact, in Psalm 46, 10, he says, be still and know that I am God. Going deep sounds good, doesn't it? But how in the world can you pull that off in the culture in which we live in today? Listen, you're gonna have to slow down in order to find it. How can I slow down? How can I find this time for spiritual growth and study? Let me share with you real quickly some things that I think that you can. This is the practical part of the sermon. Number one, you need to be intentional about your spiritual growth. You need to develop a plan. I have loved the reading the Bible through in 90 days. We're like within five days of finishing now, right? And, and I've loved that. For me, I've been reading the Bible and I've been studying, but, but these last 90 days or 85 days for me have been so rich, carving out time in the mornings. I have to do it in the mornings. If I, if I missed it in the mornings, yesterday I had a dog all up in my grill saying, dude, let's go for a walk. And I, like, I got to read the Bible Get behind me, Satan. You know, I got to read scripture. But sometimes I've had a breakfast meeting or I've got to get, you know, kids to school at 545 in the morning. Who practices football at 545? You guys are insane. Y'all better win some games this year, bro, because I've been getting up early. Y'all will. Champion Chargers in the house right there. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Got some Geneva Eagles in the house. So I'm talking about Bernie Greyhounds and some, you know. What's the mascot at TMI? Somebody help a preacher out. The Panthers? I like that. Comfort Bobcats. Y'all know I love some good football, but the problem is I love the hot dogs at those games too, and that's the problem. It's a problem. You need to be intentional about spiritual growth. You need to develop a plan, or just like this sermon, you'll get off track, all right? Number two, you need to free up some space in your life to study. Some of you guys are too busy. If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy, and some of y'all are overscheduled. You need to make this a priority. That's when you're gonna grow spiritually. Number three, hey, use technology to help you. You, you. you have the word of God with you. You may not be walking around with your King James or whatever, but you've got it in your pocket. Some of you are looking at it right now. You're surfing and you're, you're looking at other stuff. Where are we gonna go eat? Who got the most ratings, right? Listen, you've got the word of God with you. Use that, leverage that. I know you use it. You calendar, you, you, you text messages, you check emails. Some of y'all look at things on the internet you shouldn't be looking at and you know who you are. But listen, leverage technology. It's with you all the time. Hey, and I would say this, number four, hey, join a small group. 
find a group to get into and learn together. You may know some people wearing these shirts around today says better together because we, 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 we are launching groups here at 1910. Hey, do this with me. Say 30, five, and eight. Can you do that? 30, five, and eight. 30, five, and eight. Do you know that right now there are over 30 different life group opportunities for you to plug into and participate in? Groups of people that are studying the word of God together and we're gonna be launching new studies here in about three weeks. We're gonna be studying together as a church, the whole church studying the Holy Spirit. And we're gonna be in a focus study. We're gonna be preaching on it, studying it. Listen, there are 30 different opportunities, life groups for you to connect with. Have you found one? A group of people that will push you forward in your pursuit of the Lord? Hey, we have five what we call equip classes that are being offered, specialized studies, maybe on how to handle your finances. Anybody ever have any financial stress or are we wasting some time around here? No, there's some of us, right? We got some things like that on prayer and things of study. I mean, we have five of those. Hey, we, we have eight what we call connect groups. These are kind of, kind of entry-level type opportunities. These are passions that people already demonstrate in their lives, like playing golf or riding bicycles together, right? Holy yoga. Holy yoga. That's like a Batman. Pow, kapow, holy. We have groups like that. These are great entry points for anyone into the life of our church and life of faith. Find a group. Listen, today you can find a group to connect with. You, you find somebody wearing one of these t-shirts and say, bro, hey, you guys look normal. And, and I'd like to connect with you guys. Why are you out here already? Let's go. Number five, surround yourself with learners. Hey, be around people that are better than you. People are gonna push you forward in your pursuit of the Lord. Let me go back to fishing real quick. If you were to take a catfish and put it in a small fish tank, that fish would probably only grow to ever be about maybe 12 inches long and maybe a quarter of a pound. But, but if you took that identical catfish and put it in a lake or a pond, th th there's potential for that catfish to grow to be at least three foot long and weigh 60 plus pounds or more. What, what, what was the barrier to that catfish's growth? Its environment. The environment in which that fish was placed in. The tank contained its growth. It grew to the limit that the environment allowed. Let me ask you a question today. How much spiritual growth will your present environment allow you? You, you've got an environment and you've got something going. How much are you gonna grow in your current environment? Are you satisfied where you're at right now? Do, do, do you think God's satisfied with, with where you're at? Or is there so much more he has for you? Listen, remove the barriers to your spiritual growth and press on. Listen, I need to give you a heads up about 1910 Church this year. You, you need to know some stuff about this, this area of spiritual growth. We're gonna continue together every Sunday here and we're gonna sing our guts out. 
We're gonna worship hard. You might wanna carb up and hydrate before you come. Every Sunday, you need to know you're gonna be taught the relevant, life-changing truth from God's word, and you're gonna have an opportunity to allow the Spirit of God to change your life and transform you. Hey, you need to know that while we're in here having a great time, your kids are having a good time back in the kids' areas right now. Listen, we are unashamed about kids' ministry at 1910 Church. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Some of y'all need to go join and help and serve in that area and help them out. It's a party. They're being taught on their level who Jesus is and what it means to give their life to him. Hey, not just on Sundays, but did you know on Wednesday nights we teach kids here at 1910? We do. We go hard in kids' ministry. Hey, you need to know that we've got a ministry to, stu to students, grades six through 12. It's called The Hill. So I'm talking about The Hill. The Hill's gonna continue to challenge our teenagers to, to say yes to Jesus and, and gonna continue to, to, to challenge them to live for him wherever they go, their school campuses, their clubs, their teams, their friend groups, their homes. The Hill's gonna continue to raise up a war, a, an army of teenagers, warriors, the gospel. Do you know we have ministry for college students? Hey, we sit in an area where, where, where there's so many colleges around us and students from, did you know that we have ministry for college students and you need to know something, we're gonna continue to give college students opportunities to gather to develop community through worship, through times of Bible study and just various hang times together. We are. Do you know that we care about women at 1910 Church? And that we've created specific growth opportunities for women through, through various Bible studies, through a conference that we call the Radiant Conference. They gather together various social gatherings throughout the year. They do these little Pinterest parties and mess like that. Do you know we care about dudes and men here at 1910? Where you at, brothers in the house? That's why we give men opportunities just to get with other men and study God's word together and challenge one another, equipping as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We're gonna gather in February after you guys have, have had target practice all hunting season. We're gonna have something called Dude's Weekend. We're gonna eat raw meat and howl at the moon through various opportunities throughout the year. Why? We wanna see men grow spiritually. We wanna see men go to a whole nother level. And oh, by the way, did you know that this is a going church? We're gonna to continue to send people on mission trips. Did you know that we're gonna to continue to challenge you these 12 months to be involved in our community, taking Jesus out of these walls? In fact, real quick today, you need to know something. Right out here in the atrium today, our media team is set up. They've got some recording instruments there. Hey, listen, God's given some of you a vision on how we can be used as a body of Christ in our city. Hey, why don't you go share that? Hey, I feel like God's calling us as a church to do what in our city? Hey, go capture that for us today. I wanna hear that. I wanna see the vision and dreams that God has given you and how we can step out and make this, this area even more incredible than it really is. Come on, we're blessed. Y'all know that, right? We're blessed. And let me tell you something. This house is gonna continue to be a house of prayer. And we're gonna lift high the name of Jesus and we're gonna pray over needs and diseases and illnesses and sicknesses. We're gonna continue to pray for an outpouring of the Spirit of God. Listen, Jesus said my house should be called a house of prayer. And we hold that near and dear to our hearts because it was near and dear to the hearts of our Savior. Are you seeing what I'm saying here? 
There are gonna be so many opportunities for you to grow spiritually. Will you change your environment? Because here's the reality of it all. It's really up to you whether or not you will grow spiritually. You're gonna have to want to. You're gonna have to have some want to and step out and change your environment. Listen, if it's important to you, you will make time for it. You know you make time for those things that are important, don't you? And if you wanna go to the next level, if you wanna wanna see a breakthrough in your life spiritually, if you wanna grow, you will carve out time to do so. Would you stand with me today? Thank you so much. Hey, 1910 Church, we're gonna be relentless this year when it comes to spiritual growth. We're gonna be relentless when it comes to spiritual growth. Ministry team, come and make yourselves available today. We stand down front today ready to serve you and pray with you, come alongside of you. Wherever you find yourself today. God, thank you for the reminder today that you're not finished with us. That there's so much more that you have for your people. And Lord, I pray that right now we would have a passion to go deep with you. That Lord, we would have a want to in us to grow spiritually that we would not be satisfied. We know that there's so much more you have for us, God. Let us not limit receiving the fullness of all you have. God, I pray that we evaluate our environments and change what needs to be changed. And God, that we move with your spirit that you would grow us spiritually. All for your glory. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Everybody said amen. Thank you, guys. You're dismissed.